I think borrowing from the reserves, number one, should be embraced as long as it's done correctly. Sometimes boards are looking at reserves as their catch-all piggy bank, and there are certain expenses that maybe they should foresee coming that they don't budget for. The use of emergency special assessments really opened my eyes to this issue because we have two avenues for funding, unexpected, unanticipated expenses. We have the, the borrowing from reserves, but then boards can also levy an emergency special assessment. Are there other areas that you're seeing where boards are making that mistake, where they are not budgeting for something that really they should be anticipating? Most people are not equipped to understand the seemingly endless facets of an HOA. That's why we're here to help you become uncommonly prepared to serve your HOA. Whether you're a board member or a manager, join us in the Uncommon Area. Welcome to the Uncommon Area. I am Matthew Holbrook, and this episode is about budget failure trends. We are going to be talking about where we see trends for uh, homeowners association board members and uh, boards of directors uh, making mistakes that lead to uh, to budget failures. And here to uh, to talk about that is uh, attorney Jeff Beaumont. Thank you again for uh, being a part of another episode. Um, Thank glad, you. Yeah, glad to have you. And so um, failure is such a strong word, uh, budget failure trends, but uh, we want to talk about where are you seeing boards make mistakes as they budget. We're in budget season right now and, and uh, um, even how, how some of a board's planning might even have legal implications. Um, maybe you can speak to where you're seeing that and what are some of the things boards should be considering. Sure. The, recently, it's, it, it's been quite surprising how common um, boards don't understand how they can borrow from reserves. That's something I've, I've noticed, especially during budget season where the discussion starting to ensue about how do we pay back loans to the reserve account. And when that gets to me, the, the question I have at first is, well, how was this borrowed? And I look at that and sometimes I'm quite surprised. All right. So let's, let's talk about, we'll talk about borrowing from reserves and within that, where that's going to lead just to kind of give maybe a roadmap for this episode. Um, Sometimes boards are looking at reserves as their catch-all piggy bank, and there are certain expenses that maybe they should foresee coming that they don't budget for, and then they end up borrowing from reserves. And that's where some of the, the legal consequences could potentially come in, right? That's correct. So just so that's, that, that's where we're going to go with this, but let's start off with uh, explaining what should a board take into consideration when borrowing from reserves to pay operating expenses. I, I, I think um, the concept has has uh, gotten a bad rap over the years. I, I think boards should be comfortable um, and management should be comfortable with the concept that reserves is there for a purpose to fund reserve line items, but it's also there if necessary to meet short-term cash flow requirements. So I think I think borrowing from the reserves, number one, should be embraced as long as it's done correctly. Okay. And so what does correctly look like? And that's the trick because yeah. the civil code is very specific. If we're going to go to a meeting, let's say in four days, um, and we're going to discuss borrowing from the reserves, number one, the civil code starts with saying that notice of that board meeting and the agenda has to say on it, the board is going to be considering borrowing from reserves. 
that notice also has to say how the board anticipates um, paying it back and whether a special assessment's anticipated and um, what the reserves will be used for. All of that has to be on the board meeting notice? Correct. So included on the agenda or in some, some way a part of the that notice? That is correct. Um, so let's just play out a scenario. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to the scenario, but just to, to, to start with this, a board is looking at a renewal of their insurance policies and they have the opportunity to either make a lump sum payment or to finance it through the insurance company, but the interest rates are really high and the board says, hey, rather than financing it, we're just gonna pay this out of reserves. So they make a decision on the spot to pay it out of reserves, out of reserves borrowing it from themselves and then paying it back each month over the course of the next year. Um, maybe not a bad business decision, but if they are, um, if, if all that's on the agenda is renewal of insurance policy, you're saying that they've already failed to meet the requirements of borrowing from reserves. Great business decision, poor execution. Okay. So if that's a scenario that's coming up and this is what's going to be incumbent on management to really keep in mind, hey, we're looking at renewal of an insurance policy. It might make sense for the board to consider borrowing from reserves. Mm -hmm. Then they need to put that information on um, on the agenda so that that's part of the notice. That is correct. And then once you're at the meeting, there's a procedure for how that decision's made and how that's documented. Okay, so what does that look like? That that That's a, like the second layer of, of the onion here where at the meeting, the board has to articulate in writing the reasons for the loan, um, and then how it's going to be paid back. Um, and that has to be attached or made part of the meeting minutes. So uh, when you say in writing and you say attached or made part of meeting minutes, my experience with that is that it's, it's literally just spelled out in the minute in, in the actual minutes. Correct. Is that acceptable? Correct. And, and it's vague because the code says it must, uh, the board must make written findings included in the meeting minutes. Well, written findings, does that mean there has to be a separate resolution and included in the meeting minutes or is written findings included in the meeting minutes just means it must be included in the minutes. I interpret that as meaning to your point that has to be just included in the meeting minutes. And what do those findings need to need to cover? I think, uh, number one, it has to cover what the purpose of the loan is. Uh, number two, how it is going to be repaid. Um, and if there's an anticipated special assessment. So the how it's going to be repaid, um, that seems like that might be where it gets a little bit complicated. So the how it could be repaid could be out of, it could just be as simple as out of this year's operating budget. So in this insurance premium example, they've budgeted for, for the insurance premium, but it's spread out over 12 months. The payment all comes due at the beginning of the year. And so the board says we're going to borrow from reserves and we're just going to make the payments out of our normal operating budget. That would be acceptable. That would be acceptable. Um, let's say it's an unexpected expense. So we'll come back to that and unpack that a little bit more. And it's not in the operating budget. Could the board say um, our intention is to, build in this cost into next year's operating budget? The board could, but there's got to be a plan for repayment for that year. In that fiscal year or in that 12 month, in that 12 month period? It has to be articulated as to how that's going to be repaid within the next calendar, 12 calendar months. Okay. If that makes All right. sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So they have 12 months to, uh, to do that. Um, 
so if they borrow that money at the beginning of a fiscal year and it's not contemplated in that fiscal year's budget, um, they can't just say, we're going to figure that out in next year's budget. Cannot. The way the code is written and the spirit of, of the code, um, the intent is for the board to make a plan for repayment within those the next 12 months. Could, could a board say, we're going to cut expenses um, by doing less landscape improvements than we had intended to do? Could, but let me go back real quick to that prior point. The plan could be to repay this within the 12 months, but the plan could mean that at the end of the 12 months, the total amount borrowed is still not repaid. And the board at that time can extend it another 12 months. My point is there's got to be a plan. What that plan is from a legal perspective doesn't concern me. As long as there's a plan for repayment for that 12 months and at the end of the 12 months, if there's still half owed, well, then the board can then extend it another 12 months if it's in the best interest of the association. And that comes from the code. So, all right. So just to play out that scenario, they have an unexpected expense at the beginning of a, uh, of a fiscal year. The board says, okay, we're going to need to borrow from reserves. Our intention is to cut expenses in these other areas as best we can to pay this back over the next year. If we're not able to do that, we'll incorporate it into next year's budget. Correct. That would be acceptable kind of language. That would be acceptable language. Now, the, the, the wrinkle is um, with your question, which is a good one, cutting expenses. As long as the cutting of expenses still results in the association fulfilling its obligations on the documents. Right providing the required level of services that we're the documents. stop paying our electricity bill for right <laughs> right that wouldn't be it would not be an option correct right okay um so the repayment there has to be a plan has to be articulated when the borrowing happens um, before that even happens it has to be in the meeting notice that this is being considered and this is what the intention is or potentially could could be um and then we come to the actual repayment. It has to happen in the next 12 months or it could be renewed for another 12 months. Can it be renewed any further than that? It can. There's no stipulation in the civil code that limits how many times it can be re-extended. But it should be formally renewed every 12 months that it is renewed. Yes. That's why I feel it's very important, again, to uphold the spirit of the law, which is for the board to have a plan in place for it to be repaid within that 12 months. And at the end of that 12 months, if finances just didn't allow you to get all the money in to repay the loan, you extend it for another 12 months and this could go on. So I think where um, a big part, if, as if I was just to look at all of this summarized, I, where the most common mistakes are, I think would be in the meeting notice and in the renewal of that 12 month period. I think most managers understand that there is this ongoing period of time to repay that, um, that loan. Um, however, making that formal resolution every year to say, we're going to extend this another 12 months. My guess is that probably happens less frequently. Correct. What are the consequences? Someone can sue for violation of the civil code and, and undermine the board's credibility. Number one, um, seek a court order ordering the board to re replenish the reserves, um, which obviously is going to come through a, probably a special assessment against all the members. It just creates internal conflict. So 
coming back to this question of unforeseen expenses, um, the insurance premium is not unforeseen, but it, as long as it's executed properly with going through the notice, the actual decision and the repayment of that loan, that is an appropriate business decision for a board to make. That's correct. So then there are other types of unforeseen expenses. And um, I know as we've discussed this, you've had concerns about an association using borrowing from reserves to pay for unforeseen expenses that maybe should not have been unforeseen or maybe a board should have anticipated. Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. And, and I think this has really come to light uh, through the um, insurance market that we're experiencing, which is rather chaotic right now. Um, the use of emergency special assessments really opened my eyes to this issue because through, you know, you, we have two avenues we, to, for funding, unexpected, unanticipated expenses. We have the, the borrowing from reserves, but then boards can also levy an emergency special assessment. With respect to the emergency special assessment, so I'm kind of changing gears here. Borrowing from reserves, there's no, there's no guideline. You, you can do it. You can borrow from reserves, period. To pay to, to meet short term cash flow requirements, to levy a special emergency special assessment against homeowners without their approval, that expense has to be extraordinary and not anticipated, not known at the time the board prepared and distributed that year's budget. So let's define an emergency special assessment um, where that's different than a normal special assessment. So. Um, you know, I'm going to try to play lawyer and you can grade me there are, as best I can understand, there are three categories of, or ways that a board can go about a special assessment. If they're going to special assess for less than 5% of the operating budget, they can do that without membership approval. They can special assess for more than 5% of the operating budget with membership approval. And then there is the emergency special assessment where if it meets the criteria of an emergency, they could special assess for more than 5% of the operating budget without membership approval. But again, it has to meet those emergency assessment requirements. That is correct. A right. plus. Okay, good. Well, yeah. um, I get to keep my job then. There you yeah. go. Um, so, they, um, so on the emergency special assessment, again, the, the criteria um, has to be it was, it was truly unforeseeable. So our insurance premiums doubled. We didn't budget for it. So we're going to special assess to make up for that. Based on what we know about insurance markets right now, we know that in premiums are skyrocketing. Board, you should know. And so are, are you arguing that that might not be qualifying for an unforeseen expense? My, my, my um, creative... Um, approach to this issue is be careful what you know. <laughs> so <laughs> don't watch this podcast. <laughs> be careful what you know. But no, with all due seriousness here, uh, the insurance market is 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 turning communities upside down. It, it's it's really um, tragic. But I think if a board knows that premiums are going to be skyrocketing, and and each year there's going to be challenge with the increase of premiums we still don't know what those premiums are going to be that's my position and yeah. again i think you uh, board should consult with their own legal counsel on this issue as far as what what availability they have to levy an emergency special assessment to pay for premiums but my my philosophy is if at the time you prepared and distributed your budget 
your agent wasn't telling you your premium's going to be this much money, you still don't have a a a idea of what that premium is going to be. You have a, you 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 know it's going to be more, but you still really don't know right. what it's going to be. Right. So there's, uh, you could have a board that maybe makes a good faith effort in their budgeting. They, they increase something more and it comes out to be even more than that. They don't have the cash flow to cover that and they special assess and that would fall into the realm of, of unforeseen. Yes. Are there other areas that you're seeing where boards are making that mistake where they are not budgeting for something that really they should be anticipating? I, I am. In fact, after the last um, rain events, um, not just recently, but um, earlier this year, um, uh, there was such volume of water that, that these communities experienced and that a lot of components just couldn't handle, no matter what condition they're in. Um, but some of which I think a lot of communities found that their reserve um, studies said the roofs had zero remaining life. Um, yet nothing was planned to replace those roofs. And we've gone quite a while without rains. And then all of a sudden we just experienced this tremendous rain event. Yeah. Or for a community in, let's say, Florida, who um, says we're going to budget this year, just planning that there's going to be no hurricane at all. Um, if you live in Florida, then there's a high probability that you're going to have some type of hurricane activity, and that should probably be factored into your budget. Right. Um, and so even, um, in different areas of the country, wherever there are certain things that might be foreseeably anticipated, even if it's not guaranteed, that should be factored into, into a budget. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, so the, the, the key here is, sounds like is, is it, it really comes back to kind of the business judgment rule, right? The, the, that there is, a, a, there is an expectation that board members should anticipate what can be reasonably anticipated and build that into their budget. And if things come up that can't be reasonably anticipated, they can still fall back on that emergency special assessment. Correct. Okay. Anything else that that board should be considering with respect to uh, kind of the the pitfalls of of where they might be missing something uh, with their budgets? You know, I think the the budget season just reminds us of how important it is to be proactive, really looking forward, forward thinking, and, and trying to put the brakes on and meet with your, your experts, management especially, and looking in the future, especially with, with communities that are subject to Senate Bill 326 and the mandatory balcony inspections and things that are coming down the line that you know you're going to be confronted with. How did, how did your building respond to the, to the last rain event? Um, and, and what are some of the issues that we experienced? Are we going to have to start budgeting to deal with some of these issues? I think just being proactive is going to be key. Yeah, that's great. Well, Jeff, thank you so much. I think this, this is uh, really helpful and timely for our, uh, our board members. And uh, I hope that, uh, that you found this to be helpful. And I would encourage you to look for other episodes of The Uncommon Area.